0: Thank you for joining us one more, one more time for Dungeons and Dragons. I am, as I always have been, your host, Kenny. I have with me my entire paradise party, starting with our warlock. Hey,
1: it's be playing Necro.
0: Our Druid.
1: Hey, this
2: is Clay playing correct.
0: Our Bard.
3: Hey, this is Lauren playing Bala the Asimar Bard.
0: Our fighter.
2: Hey everyone, this is Nick Aznalos, the Triton Fighter.
0: Our rogue.
2: Hello, this is Elise,
0: playing Leonara. And our barbarian.
4: Hey guys, this is Koo, playing Pohokwe, Yakfolk Barbarian.
0: When we left off the party, they were actively going back and forth with a very thorough interview, as it were, with the um, seemingly high-ranking members of the Thriken House of... uh, The Lifu Sono. You guys are still in the stone chamber with a large, like, oval table. And something that, uh, Nara, you would have, Leonara would have noticed, but you weren't here last week, was that all of the chairs that you guys are sitting in seem to be, like, perfectly handcrafted for your bodies, they're not, like, weird bodysuit tight, but, like, there's a hole in the back for Pahokui's tail. There's, like, comforted rests in the back for Karak's wings to rest on. Like, there's a lot of little detail that shows that these chairs were crafted recently with you all specifically in mind to sit in them. Interesting. So... Going back to right where we left off, the middle of the Thracian stands up and reiterates the question. Allow me to make sure that this is completely clear. We would like to know what gave you all the bravado, the courage, or the foolhardy nature to slay a God.
2: Those, those people were in trouble. They were in... The, the guards of the port town were in way over their heads, and we couldn't just let them get hurt.
4: Especially not after having seen what Jacoby could do in simple combat one-on-one with us.
0: Have you not considered that this god has been antagonized by your repeated assaults?
3: By our repeated assaults?
0: Your party has crossed blades with this being multiple times.
4: At his request. Yes, each time that we've battled him, with exception to when we defeated him, He's requested a duel with us, not the other way around.
5: And after all, who are we to turn down a request from a god?
4: I'll say, I'm the first to say, I'm never disappointed to cross blades with the one formerly known as Jacoby. It was always a great pleasure of mine to fight a worthy foe in combat, but that last time when we slew him... And everything happened at the port. That was not our wish.
0: One of the Thrikiin, the one on the far left, um, raises three of their hands and performs like an interesting, like, sound by like clapping the three of them together. That only two-handed people can couldn't fathom how it works. It, it just as imagine it as like a replacement for like a like a bell or something, and a servant steps out from the back of the room and they are whispered orders by that Thrykeen. The servant disappears and very quickly returns with a large painting. Like, it's, like, he has to hold it with the entire wingspan of his arms and he rests it upon the table facing you all and removes, uh, the cloth that was hiding the visage of the painting and sets up a post behind it to let it rest. The picture is a beautiful oil painting that depicts Jacoby, except Jacoby is wearing very similar attire to all of the Thrykeen in this room.
2: So you all did know Jacoby.
0: The middle Thrykeen stands up. Know him. He was my son.
2: Well. I'm I'm sorry for your loss. But he was going to hurt those people. And we had to intervene.
0: The Thrykeen sort of begins to step ar- around from the painting. To the side of the table. Uh, the left side. Let's just say. And he's standing at the halfway point. Still on like the air quote. Thrykeen's side of the table. But. Unlike every other gesture you've seen so far. They've been very well mannered. Where they they stand up from their chair. They say what they have to say. And then they sit back down. So, so this seems out of the ordinary. For whatever this one situ- situation could be prescribed as ordinary, I don't know, but and the Thriking sets two of his, his two left hands on the side of the table and looks at you all and sort of casts his eyes heavy upon each member of the party as he speaks. When Jacoby left this family just shy of a year ago, it was to be on pilgrimage. There is a Magical monastery to the north in the tundra. It lays upon the tops of some of the highest mountains in the range, above the reach of any drow spy or away from any heavy hand of a yak folk, in peace, in tranquility, away from all of the harshness that is that northern land. Imagine my sadness to learn that my son never made it there. Instead, he was struck by some sort of bolt of magical energy. When he recovered, he was not by himself, although he stood alone. There was a being within him, a being that desired combat and glory in such. It introduced itself as Thundar to him. He would write to me about this entity that shared his body, that stole from my son his free will. He, I begged him to return to Fowin Forest so I may see him, so I may tend to him and maybe separate this being from my son. But this Thundar got its wish. It got battle, after battle, after battle. And to what... to what the more intellectuals of my family have taught me is that that was how this forgotten god was reborn. And with that action sundered whatever was left of my son to ash... With that, the Thryking goes back and sits down, his body language uh, different, not disciplined and poised, but broken with sorrow.
3: We are very sorry to hear about what happened to your son.
4: So it wouldn't wouldn't be far off to say that the one that we ended up coming across was not truly the one that you knew as your son, but the one known as Thundar.
0: The uh, servant sort of steps back forward and pulls the painting away to let you all see the central Thrykeen still sitting in his chair. He looks back up at Pahokui. You imagine the look he's giving you is like a weird smirk. But Thrykin have like fundamentally different faces, so bear with me on that. Yeah. He rests all four of his hands on the edge of the table. Pushes himself, pushes him and his chair away from the table. And speaks in a, another language to the four Thrykene, two on each side of him. And he bows deeply and excuses himself. The other four Thrykines sort of pull their chairs tight, so it's like a, like a proper symmetrical pair. Uh, pair of pairs, I guess. And uh, it's just kind of eerie and quiet for a moment until... That Thrykeen leaves completely. Then the middle right Thrykeen stands up and gestures wide with all four arms and bows their head. You will have to forgive the head of home. As I'm sure you've already understood, this topic is troubling for him. But we should return to business, I think. And then they sort of sit down gesturing that you all may ask them a question.
1: Anyone have any questions?
3: Uh, I'm going to
5: gesture to the the chairs um, and just kind of laughingly say uh, Do you provide all of your guests this much of a custom? Comfort, welcome.
0: Uh, that same Thriking middle right um, shakes their head and sort of chuckles gently. Says, no, 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 that's not something we do for all of our guests, just the ones that we're excited to meet.
5: How much of a, a head start did you have on making these before we arrived?
0: Three days? The far-right thryking stands up and says, So I believe it is our turn to ask, and so we have one more question. Well, two, but this will be one, and you might ask between. Will you bring order to this town, to this forest? Is that what Chet promises? And how will he do so? And then they sit down.
3: Uh, you know, we... We are not Chet and cannot, you know, speak for him in in all ways, especially in um, the future you know, actions, you know, in the future. But uh, we can tell you that Chet is a fair person and he is a fan of, of order. And um, we believe he wishes um, to have a um, ordered and successful um, town. Uh, we we've found him to be, you know, a fair employer.
0: They all seem to nod, and then the far left Thrykeen stands up, and sort sorry doesn't stand up, but like gestures that you all may ask now.
2: Well, so. Do do you guys know any any rich people with with blue blood? Some some alchemist brothers told me I should find a rich person with blue blood and and get some of it with uh, with the fourth thing. And so far, nobody has blue blood, and it's it's a little confusing. I figure you guys know a lot of people. You might be able to help me.
0: The central right striking seems to get like a, like a expression of mild disgust as you ask the question that fades as you ask it Mm -hmm. or as you, after you explain it and the, the middle right one stands up or sorry, the middle left one stands up and uh, says to what value would you have this blood.
2: I don't really know what they want it for, but I figured I would be nice and ask them if they needed any things while we were out and about going to the other places in the in the forest. And it's one of the things they asked for.
0: But to to what price would you pay for it?
2: What price would I pay? I don't know what's what's the fair price for blood crack? You know these things. What's a fair price for blood?
5: <laughs> I've never I've never paid for blood.
2: Yeah, but you've you've collected some from things before. From Bohgwi. We... Well, thing. yeah, that's from... a thing at least.
4: Yeah, a person.
2: <laughs>
4: I'm not a thing.
5: I, 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 it cost me the, the price of uh, of a wine pouch to store it in
2: oh. alright well then yeah I mean I'd probably pay more than a wine pouch that seems a little, a little cheap but cause I mean he got that from a friend that probably makes it a little cheaper
4: really I guess so. I paid the price for it but you know nobody asked me <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah but you got better you're okay now
4: Yes, yes, and I still caught you.
2: That's right. You didn't need to, but you did. And I'm really pleased that you did. I'm proud of you.
5: I look away guiltily.
0: (laughs) So, we could help you find this blue blood, but we do not even know anything other than that.
2: I mean, if you can, like, help me find the person to talk to, then I, I can handle it from there. I just don't know where to start. People don't seem to want to tell me much about their blood. It's, I don't know. I guess it's for...
0: The four Riking all sort of look at one another and sort of collectively give each other this, like, sh- like sh- shrug nod. And then the same thriking continues to speak, Very well. We will help you find this blue blood. You simply must let us know how much you need.
2: Oh, that's really easy. And I'll, I'll get out the fourth thing. And be like, they told me to fill up this, which the way you described it sounds like it's like the size of an IV bag.
0: Okay. They go. <laughs> your,
2: your description was a little vague. But. <laughs> they kind
0: of look at the thing and go, very well yes, bring that and next we speak we should have what you require
2: thank you I really appreciate it just let me know what you guys want in return and I'll I'll do everything I can to get it uh,
0: the Thraikin looks to the other three and then bows their head deeply and sits down the door opens again and in comes the, the, the fifth Thrykeen, the one that left. His poise and posture is restored. He doesn't seem to be sort of burdened with emotions anymore. And he stands in the middle of the other fourth Thrykeen and bows deeply. And says, All you will need to pay for your, your needs or requests is to ensure that what you've told us is true in this meeting, that who you work for is indeed a honest and just person and will bring order to Falwyn Forest. But also, well, we have taken the liberties of knowing that you all have spoken to the hearth homes and that you've spoken to the Colemos. ...and that you have not yet spoken to the Falorius family. We will organize a meeting at Mel's place, the Golden Spine, or the Gilded Spine. All four families will meet there, but I will not organize it until you have spoken to the Falorius family. We will know when you have.
4: Of course, they were next on our list. Well, last on the list, I suppose.
0: And it's at this point that the, the Thrykeen leans forward and presses one hand to brace their lean on the top of the table and know that should the valorious family be half as wicked as they seem to be and that they would dare stand in the way of order, the other three families will support you in destroying them.
1: That seems a bit excessive.
5: Nothing's too excessive for supporters of the Sunderer.
1: Agreed. Hmm.
0: And with that, the five Thrikeen are all standing. They all bow and leave.
4: Um... Can I make a, uh, or either, like, history or something, or would my character know anything about the monastery that he mentioned in the north?
0: You may. Go ahead.
4: Um. Sixteen.
0: You're familiar that there's a couple of very large temples amongst the, the mountains. And maybe you've seen people that have been there or have been to other similar monasteries but the reports just say it's a bunch of monks that just sit up there and pray all day.
4: Gotcha. Um, are there
0: any Thrakeen remaining in the room? Just the one that led you here. He's standing by the door that you all came in through.
4: Um, I'd like to walk over to him and ask is there any way that I can maybe organize a meeting with the one known as the father of Jacoby?
0: The Thrykine sort of closes their eyes and like seems to be visually like thinking. I suppose that could be arranged.
4: If so, I would very much like to do so. I have something that I would like to discuss with him. Something important.
0: Then I am sure that he would want to speak to you immediately. Is it for just you, or would your entire ensemble be joining?
4: Um, I'll look back over, and I look between Karak and Nalos, and I... I'm going to call to you guys. I, I'm looking to speak to Jacoby's father, guys. I It has to do with Thundar, and I think you know what I mean. I don't know if you would care to join me, but it's, it's important, I think. Uh,
2: yeah. Yeah? From, from what he was saying... It sounds like Dundar might be worse than we thought. Dead.
4: Then it'll be... uh, I don't know if everybody wants to join, but at least uh, those of us... Now this part, this one's out of character for a second. Um, We are the three that do have that, correct? Still in us? Okay. I I did remember that right.
3: That have what?
4: Thundar still inside of us.
3: Oh, okay, not me.
4: Right. Yeah. Um, at least the three of us will be. Um, the re- if the rest of our party would care to join, that's up to
2: them.
1: Uh, Necro would totally be interested just to get to know more about what's going on. Same. Then just yes. a little, just a little bookworm over
4: here. <laughs> it, it would be our, our whole party but it has something specific to do with half of it
0: very well um, maintain in this chamber for a few moments while I make those arrangements if you wouldn't mind
4: of course mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. and so he excuses himself not out of the door that he was standing next to that you all entered in but instead through the door that the other Thrykeen left from maybe five, or I guess is there anything you guys want to talk about?
4: Uh, yeah. Um, I, I look to Nalos and Karak and I say, if if this one has the power to do so, I'm giving up Thundar's power. I don't want to give all of it to the Black Dragon of the Lake, and I don't feel safe giving more to just Chet and i feel like if anybody has the right to do something to maybe destroy this power or contain it it's the father of the son who was slain by this deity
2: yeah
3: yeah i think um i think that sounds reasonable
4: That's all I wanted to say.
5: I'd miss the sweet powers that I get from being uh, bonded, but I uh, suppose that being a free person is better.
4: Oh, believe me. I will miss that glaive. And the feeling of that power coursing through my fists. But I know that If I let this power overtake me, then somewhere in the north is the chieftain of my tribe, my father, who would never get to see his son again, and I can't leave this city knowing that I made that happen. Good guy for who we
0: So a few minutes more pass, and then more audible than the door, you can hear the sounds of, um, well, le- w- the akin of a militia almost, you can hear, approach. And what what does come is, through the door, four heavily armed and armored thrykine. uh A short weapon in each hand, although... Held in a non-threatening manner, kind of like if you were like holding a sword under your arm, with like the 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 hilt and handle in your hand, with the pommel facing outwards. If that makes any yeah. sense, kind of like that, yeah. but four times.
4: Yeah. So they're kind of like coming in in the same way like a house guard would. Yes, in.
0: because that's exactly what they are. Uh uh-huh. Uh, and they approach, and one of them bows, takes a knee, and then stands back up and says, Your desire to meet with the master of the house has been approved. You may follow me and my companions. Stay close and do not deviate, for we are swift and maybe, maybe more so than you. Uh,
4: I'll give them a little, like, fist to chest res- sign of respect and, uh, lead the way.
0: Mm-hmm. Alright, they sort of, uh, Two of them behind you all and two in front. And you're led through the majority of the compound. You all had seen, you know, the outside of these grounds. And the inside is just as modest, at least on a visual level, than the outside was. The structures are all very function over form. With the exception that all of the glass seems to be very beautifully stained. Depicting almost biblical occasions of some history that you don't know. In one picture, there's like a a, a mother, Thrykeen, you know, like setting a child in a crib down a river. You're like, oh, that's probably important to somebody, but you don't know what it means. Anyway, you go through a couple of, of scenic rooms of that nature and through a primary main sort of large chapel room You are led down and past it into a similar room to where you started in. It seems almost like a a small eating room or like a meeting room, but it is gently different. There is no table. All of the chairs are large pillows on the ground. And the only being in this room, other than your escort and yourselves, is the father, Thrykeen, who is sitting on a pillow, in front of that oil painting of Jacoby, and he is meditating before it. The honor guard sort of, after you all completely enter the room, excuse themselves and close the door. And, uh, four arms are extended from Jacoby's father and point to the pillows, and he says, please, sit. I will be with you in just a moment.
4: Uh, I sit. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Sit as well.
0: He pulls the heavy cloth back over the oil painting of Jacoby and turns around, snuffing out the incense and candles that he was meditating amongst. He looks at you all, and he's much more lower dressed. I don't. uh, That's a weird way of saying that, but. In the meeting room, dressed down. Yeah, yeah, he's dressed like you found you found him relaxing just after a shower, you know, basically in a bathrobe. Um, as before, he was very clearly in like you know attire of the state. So he crosses his hands in a somewhat like relaxed pose and says to we directly. I understood that there was something that you specifically wanted to bring to my attention.
4: Yes. Um, I felt that maybe in the setting that we were in, it was perhaps disrespectful to openly speak on it. But we, as you know, we crossed paths a few times with uh, the being that had inhabited your son and in our final confrontation the essence of the being upon defeat diffused and entered multiple members of this party some of us have since been purged of that power but three of us still remain with it inside of them and i felt at first empowered to keep the power of a war god inside of me I mean, I thought that all of it I could use to unite my people in the north become a hero, do all of the things that I had left home to do and then I heard your story and I couldn't anymore, I couldn't keep this power and I wanted to give you the chance to be the one to take it and contain it or destroy it or just remove it from the world I feel like you deserve to be that one as it took your son from you
0: he looks up across the party and says who amongst you does he speak of
2: I'll go ahead and I guess put my hand up mm-hmm
0: He stands up and uh, small flicks of fire start to light up from a couple of his fingers. He sort of casually strolls around the entire perimeter of the room, lighting candles and uh, and incense. And as he returns to his original spot, he asks that the three of you bring yourselves forward and take a knee and that the rest of your friends move a little further back
4: uh, I will do that mm-hmm. I'll get up. Necro will take a few steps backwards <laughs> um, first I will also like unlatch my glaive from my back and like leave it there mm-hmm. before I go and do
0: that He he stands up, walks past the entire party, and opens the door to this chamber. And you hear him say something in that same sort of language that you heard him before speak in, but I don't think any of you speak Thriken, so...
4: Nope. Didn't pick that at the start.
0: Yeah, that's understandable.
4: I never picked it up
0: in the tundra. <laughs> and, uh... A few moments later, uh, two very finely dressed uh in ceremonial robes thryking enter the room and they sort of sit down uh on one on each side of the trio and then the father sits back down in front of you three so it's kind of like a tea is forming if that makes any sense
4: yeah it's tea time
0: yeah and they begin to so- I'm sorry.
1: Tia turney, thank you.
0: Oh right, Tia timey.
1: Tea yeah. time. Pratchett says it.
0: Yeah. And they speak. They begin to incant, and it wells up very quickly. And each of you hear this in your minds. You hear Thundar's voice. No, 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 no. Do not let them do this. They will destroy me. They will rip me from your soul, and I will leave a mark, and I will scar you. I promise you power. More power. I will give you everything that I can. Simply let them stop and and run from this. Fight another day.
4: Um, if possible, I'm just gonna, like, harden my thoughts and focus on, like, my father in the north, and my uh, village, and try to focus on something other than his voice. Mm-hmm. I'm
5: gonna... I'm gonna focus on my desire to be a, a better druid, not a better
2: warlock.
0: <laughs> gotcha. I'll just kind
2: of, kind of think in my own head uh, to to sort of respond to him. And just tell him no. You'll you'll fade from from existence.
4: I thought you were going to be like Nalos thinks about sea puppers. <laughs> <laughs> no. <Nah.
0: clears throat> so the the ritual continues, and it begins to swirl a gentle wind through the room, almost like a whirlwind. Uh, anyone in the back can see that the flames are all licking in the same direction. Just and it begins to build and build, and then little sparks of fire fly off of the candles and the incense and begin to swirl in a small fire tornado at the top of the room. It continues and continues and intensifies. This culminates in the three Thrykane standing up and digging all four of their hands into your heads. You don't feel any pain, just some pressure. Uh, and you can feel Thundar's light and his anger and his fury and his glory pulled from you and pushed together above you all in a small sphere of golden orange light you all immediately lose one level of warlock Woo. Thank you. sorry you three <laughs> I didn't want to give fucking Necro a heart attack. (laughs) Uh, You all suffer four stages of exhaustion. And, um... What was the other thing I had? Doesn't matter. Four stages of exhaustion are brought to your, you know, like, almost like face to the ground like it feels like your soul was just pulled out of you almost and then you can see the father stand and pull a ceremonial chris and you can see the the, the golden orange light inside that sphere that it's been contained in begins to take form it begins to take the form of Thundar and he's like banging With both of his fists on the walls of this containment. Pushing with his feet in every direction. Thrashing almost like a wild animal. And he pierces the sphere with that Chris. And digs it deep into Thundar. And you can see his light fade. Until it looks like just a regular man. Inside of a large bubble of light. And then the bubble vanishes fades away into nothing the only thing that's left is the glaze of lava like blood on the criss. the father wipes the blood clean of the, off, off the knife and sits back down the other two Thrykeen seem terribly exhausted from this ritual and leave the chamber Somewhat beginning to pant himself, the father looks at you all and waves the party members in the back forward to tend to you three. It is done. It is over. That being will never set foot in my home again or any others. I, upon the house name for which I share, Of all of the Lifusono I speak. There will be no endeavor. You all will not have our aid in. On this day or any one forward as long as I draw breath. And to you three. You who which caused much pain. But was willing to pay penance. On my doorstep. I will give you amongst the most prized possessions that my family can offer. I will let you ask me any one question in privacy, and I will tell you the answer, or I will find it for you if I do not know it. And there will be also material benefits, but I must rest now. I will bring them when we meet at Mel's gilded spine. Leave my chamber.
2: Okay.
4: I give him the most tired of salutes.
2: I'll kind of get back up to my feet and... Oh, start making my way towards the door.
4: I'll uh, pick up my glaive and use it as a walking stick
1: to kind of do that, too. <laughs> uh, I'll walk over to, uh... I'll walk over to Kurak and, like, put his... <laughs> put myself underneath his arm to, like, help him walk a little bit. And, and say to him, like, I you bird, bro. For...
4: <laughs> Thanks. Um... Now for clarification just to make sure that I heard that right. Did you say that we will never get aid from his house again?
0: No, um
2: cuz that's what the wording sounded like.
0: To oh shit, I'm sorry.
2: The the wording was weird, but it came across to me more as we will uh we will never not have aid from their house. Okay, okay. We had a what what's the double the, negative? Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, I was about to be like that asshole. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Man,
2: four stages of exhaustion. It's, uh hit points, max hit points are halved. Yep. At at uh, four. Our speed is halved, and, and we have a disadvantage much... on pretty much everything. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I'll uh, help you guys limp somewhere. Yeah, you guys took
5: care uh, of us when we went through this not too long ago.
3: Yeah.
4: So you guys don't want to, like, uh, find an inn or something, do you?
2: Yeah, we we gotta go talk to <laughs> the, the Florius family. It's, it's gonna... it'll be alright.
1: Easy really, there, buddy. Really you
2: wanna do that in?
1: Wait another day to talk to them.
2: Yeah, yeah, they're, they're well, they next on the list,
1: right?
4: You. It's only, you like, no, right? <laughs> in a lot of stories, heroes would just shrug this off, but... I think I'll wait for another day to be a hero.
1: Just this once. Let's get these boys 10 in.
0: Alright. You guys are uh, able to negotiate your way, or navigate your way, off of the grounds of the Lifu Sono very easy. Where to now?
4: Wherever these lovely folks are happy to help us to get to.
5: <laughs>
3: um, to our inn. Um, how far away is our inn from where we are?
0: About an hour walk. Uh,
2: can we rent? Like, are there taxis? An hour walk is not that terrible. Gosh. <laughs> you, you guys taxi? are heavy. Yeah at half speed it's fine That means it would only normally be a half hour
0: No it it would be two hours now
2: Oh okay <laughs> I guess
1: we better start walking
2: I mean, I'm at least riding on Chesapeake She was brought to this place
1: Oh shit throw, throw their asses on Chesapeake Ooh. How many if you people throw can me on, on first
4: You can use me like a saddle Cause I'm basically a big pile of leather <laughs> Can we do that?
2: <laughs> You're so much more than that, Pohok. we Don't don't think so little of yourself as a Thank pile you. of leather. There's fur too. I don't know that Chesapeake can carry like all three of us. Maybe me and Karak
0: Chesapeake could carry all of you if she was dragging you all.
2: Hmm. That's what Spir- we need,
4: guys. A sled. Somebody make a sled. <laughs>
2: We'll, we'll find somebody to make us a, a slut at some point. We'll get right on that. Tomorrow. Probably.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, for the next time this happens.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it'll happen again. Yeah, but the next time we fight a god
4: we have to get him expelled from our system. Echo, no.
3: I feel kind of bad. I'll pay for a, uh, a an uber what do they got here lyft god damn it. do we have to go with like a regular taxi are there any Ugh. bird
1: scooters around
0: <laughs> bird scooters
3: those are those fucking it's scooters Canada. that are littered all over the streets
0: oh god what yeah we they're essentially
1: uh motor electric scooters and then you pay it like uber and you can just scooter your way around the city wow can you city people have they called birds. Dumb shit.
0: No, they Any don't have those
2: boys? here. Like, we don't even have Uber where I live. That's not a thing.
4: So, nobody in the party can make me levitate and pull me along like a balloon, can they?
0: I don't know. Is there anyone in the party that can make multiple people levitate?
1: Correct? Uh, Not at the moment. Yeah, he tired.
2: Noted for later.
5: Where's... Where's my spell? Do I have... I have like a fly, levitate spell or something. Don't I
2: was going to say, one of you made me fly before. I think that was, that was Vala. Left. That was me. Hold on.
3: Yeah. my my magical... Um... It's in my pipes. Hold on.
4: Yeah, maybe you can make me float because I'm super heavy. Nalos can ride Chesapeake. And probably Kurak can too because he's got in but bo- or like empty bones.
2: He's a board.
0: <laughs> did you That's did you call him of... <laughs> good?
2: I just realized this is the second time that knowledge has had like his soul sort of taken out of him.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like...
2: Third time you get like a free pie. <laughs> That's super cool. Oh, hey, I'll remember he... that. It's freaking fireballs.
0: Yeah,
4: you would be the one to make
2: that.
0: <laughs> All right, so w- how are you guys walking to two hours?
3: I'm going. I can't. Let me.
2: You can cast fly with your your pipes somehow.
3: Let me pull up the spell.
4: We'll be so excited if i get to be a balloon for half a session
3: um it only lasts up to 10 minutes uh how fast can you go well,
5: it, well it's he normally only has a walking speed so the the spell would have a flight speed
2: in it which At i least. believe is 60 feet yep because i went so, real far real fast
3: that's the rain okay so that's not really gonna do us any good
4: nope okay so two right. hour walk guys
3: unless it's 60 feet a like around it is like a, an action oh well that's then that's pretty fast
0: yeah right, right. Well, but if you if you move so the way travel is sort of rationalized, is mm-hmm. you're you're moving at kind of like half pace if you're walking the whole day so if if you move as a, if you go kind of like in initiative like if you go into combat actions
3: mm-hmm.
5: and
0: like move your full speed that's you kind of like running Right. That's like the tops. that's like the most amount of ground you could cover in six seconds. Mm
5: -hmm.
0: So you guys sort of walking at a normal pace it would take about two hours to get there. So if you guys just wanted to like run yourselves ragged for an hour you guys could get there in that amount of time.
3: Alright well I'm just going to use the spell to haul us However far we can go doing sixty feet distance for ten minutes. And it so I won't eat, I won't take Chesapeake. So Nalos and Chesapeake. Are yeah, you good we'll, to we'll be fine? Okay. Um and I can take uh, five hundred pounds. So
0: You could easily cast that on the wounded. Or the exhausting.
3: Okay. Um, so I will do that.
0: Okay. So you guys are able to move at a regular pace for about 10 minutes. And then the fly spell wears out. and You guys are probably an hour and a half of a walk left.
3: Damn. Cool.
5: It's be a rough walk. Let's go.
3: All right, screw it. I'll just I'll just call I'll just call I'll... an Uber. It's too far. Uh are there any services like that in this town?
0: Not services. Somebody... No, but you probably could ask a merchant or like anybody that has a cart nearby.
3: All right. Can I look around for people who have a cart?
0: Yes. There's a person who's just conveniently sold the last bale of hay off of the back of his large wagon that's being pulled by two donkeys. Uh.
4: My God, what a coincidence.
3: So, I, hey there, sir. Um, The
0: high elf turns to greet you.
3: uh, Would you be heading in the direction of L'Varart Inn? that I just named.
0: Right. He goes, uh, no, but if you've got some coin, I could take you and your friends there. Probably not uh, the crab though.
3: Oh, oh, uh, the crab will, will follow. Uh, my friends are feeling a little under the weather. So, uh, we would much appreciate a, uh, ride. How does, um, two gold and a song sound.
0: Oh, the song would be plenty then, miss.
3: Oh, lovely. Um So I assume it's a cart where like like one of those old timey carts where like he sits up at the front on a bench and there's like some horses in the front and uh-huh. then in the back's like wagon. I'm just gonna help myself. I'm gonna sit sit right up in the front with him and Red shotgun I, and uh, sing I, some songs.
0: I like that you called it old-fashioned. Like, you know, one of those old-timey things. <laughs> you know, like modern day in Yalzar. Uh, <laughs> Just imagine... <laughs> I imagine I mean, you, like, sitting up and be like, oh, this is so rustic. Do you oh remember God, when what those aesthetic. carts had eight spokes?
2: <laughs> Fuck. I mean, you all laugh, but like riding in a cart is still really cool.
0: For for Nalos, yeah.
2: Yeah, like <laughs> if we don't have carts, <laughs> the wheel. Like we haven't even tried to come up with one of those yet.
0: You probably have like grinding apparatus. Maybe. Anyway. My point is, your, your civilization has discovered the wheel.
2: Okay. Um, I mean, I assume we've discovered it. We just don't have it used
0: Listen, <laughs> let's not get into it. <laughs> Gears and cogs are a thing. You're probably okay. using them in that regard. Anyway. So, you guys all like pile into the back of the cart, except for uh, the bard who sits up front and mm-hmm. begins to sing. Uh, I assume you'll give a performance check.
3: I certainly will. You just fish at it a D twenty. Uh nineteen.
0: Okay. So every road you all travel down on your way to your inn, the roads are filled with beautiful song provided to you by your fantastically talented bard. And uh, you all can see some of the people you pass by seem to be uh, enthralled by your song as well. Some people stop their discussions and listen. Some people just stop what they're doing and listen. It's, it's, It's very... Just a nice, pleasant experience. And before you know it, a a nice leisure hour ride, and you're back at your inn. And he sort of drops you all off and says, Well, glad to be of service. You all have a lovely night.
3: Uh, I'm going to give him uh, one coin for his troubles and thank him.
0: He smiles widely and takes the coin and... Makes off with himself.
4: Gross. All right.
0: Boo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you guys are standing there at the front of your tab or uh, in. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey. Uh, uh... I think we should. But, Karak, it's only barely the afternoon. But it's
2: night-night time.
4: There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of
2: voice. adults here. Like, I'm sure all of us have decided that noon was totally time for bed at some point in our lives. <laughs> right. Yeah. And For all you listeners out there thinking that it's not, uh, you're wrong. And one day, you'll learn.
0: One day you're going to have a real sleepy noon.
2: All right. Be like, Man, those D&D players were right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Man, that knowledge guy sure is oblivious about the world of Yalzar, but he knows the real world like some philosopher shit. Anyway. <laughs> so you guys all go into the inn and, and find yourselves back at your room, and I guess you guys just go for a long rest.
4: Yes. Oh, you're damn right. I don't even want any eggs.
0: Okay. Um, what about the rest of the party that isn't is super exhausted? Do you guys also just kind of, like, go to bed during the middle of the day, or what?
3: Yeah, nap time.
4: <laughs> Such a furball.
1: Think, yeah, why not?
0: Okay. So, you guys just take a long rest in the middle of the day.
2: It's called a. uh, Is that a siesta? Is that what it is? Siesta.
0: Although, siesta is like 90 minutes. Bye, Bye, Lauren.
2: It was a dire siesta.
0: Alright, so you guys have a dire siesta. That's canon now. It it could be.
3: Oh, cut out there.
0: Oh, hey, Uh, there you are. I was just confirming that everyone in the party is going for a long rest. Except for me. Uh, Are you?
3: I said I was going down to drink beer and flirt with waitresses.
0: Oh, sorry. I didn't hear that whatsoever, but that's (laughs) totally fine.
3: Oh. Um,
0: Um, um, Do you want to give me a charisma save for that?
3: charisma save? Am I under attack?
4: You're trying to flirt with people in a bar, yes. It's basically that.
3: (laughs) It's basically war. I don't know. It seems to go okay most of the time. Aw, sweet.
4: Well, congratulations to you.
3: (laughs) I got a 21. Okay. that.
0: Alright. So, you find that one of the barmaids is really, really into telling, or really into hearing all about how awesome your room
3: is. (laughs) I'm going to talk about myself a lot, because I'm so cool.
0: Yeah. Now she grabs a bottle of wine and says uh, we could easily drink this bottle before the dinner rush gets in.
4: So proud of you, Paula. (laughs) Hello?
0: Yes, hello.
3: Sorry. Um. What's up? Oh, um, yeah, uh, you're just breaking it out. I didn't hear what you just said.
0: Oh, she, the the, the barmaid brings up a bottle of wine and says that, that you two definitely have enough time to drink this bottle before the dinner rush gets in. Sweet and points upstairs to the rooms.
3: Ah, sure.
4: (laughs) Who's going to have four stages of exhaustion now?
3: Oh, that's right. I'll be, like, mostly responsible.
0: Do you accept her advances?
3: Um... I will j- hang out, drink some wine, give her my number, and then, like, probably.
0: What does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> what? Tell me I'm not what really you think. Wide. What you think? Giving someone your number in a fantasy setting is. I want to know what. What's the equivalent?
5: Uh, obviously, what post office their local messenger pigeons go through.
0: Stop injecting oh, your weird shit. fucking logistical <laughs> fantasy into Lauren's much more visceral fantasy.
3: I love it. <laughs> what would you say? Instead of, like, ring me, what would, what would you say when you send somebody a, a, a messenger pigeon? Tweet me. Oh, it was too easy. I didn't even...
0: All right, this uh, this campaign's <laughs> over. i am been your Dungeon Master Kenny. Uh, we were going to meet <laughs> next week, but I don't think it's worth it anymore, so... It's going to kibosh right. this.
4: <laughs> Just I'm send sorry. a crier after.
3: <laughs> oh, that sounds so sad.
4: It would be a, like a town center. crier. Maybe he's excited yeah. about it. <laughs> like, hear ye, hear ye. Here is thy old booty call.
3: Um I'll, I'll catch her on the flip side, and instead.
0: You motherfuckers are killing me. <laughs> All right, catch her on the flip side.
3: I'll catch a... a, a, You know, I've had some wine. I'll go take a nice little nap and I'll be ready to rally for the main event um, uh, with my pals.
0: She smiles and enjoys the bottle of wine with you. And... You're maybe just done with the bottle of wine when the door swings open and six well-dressed high elves walk into the, the bar. And one of them points directly at you.
3: Oh, that's aggressive.
0: And the, <laughs> the six of them begin to surround the table.
3: Uh, do they seem hostile?
0: They seem aggressive. Um, uh, let's say do assertive. Do I see
3: any weapons?
0: Um, nothing out of the ordinary. I mean, the majority of them are, um, armed, but it's not like they have them drawn or anything like that.
3: Okay. Um, I'm, I'm gonna, uh,. I guess you know casually and friendly in manner say uh hello one uh, of can I help you? I mean I assume they're like sort of standing around like staring down at me. It's pretty hard to ignore them.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of them removes uh their coif. Uh, I guess they're they're wearing mantles. I should have specified that. Okay. Uh, um and he removes his mantle revealing a very Feminine but um, well-kept face, and he speaks in Elvish at first and gestures towards the chair. Do you speak Elvish?
5: Nope, none of us do.
3: Nope. Okay. I sure don't. He. Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna nod at him and like give a thun- thumbs up. You do. I don't know what he said. So that
0: lets you. Know. He uh, adjusts his uh his collar and sits down you'll have to excuse me it was probably a bit too far forward for me to assume that you speak a more refined language like elven does common suit you fine
3: common suits me fine
0: lovely And he sort of waves his hand to the other five, who then, like, go to two tables over and sit down at it and just, like, completely take over that table.
3: Oh, okay. Thanks.
0: I'm sorry. You there, Vala? Vala?
4: Yeah, she's cut now pretty bad.
0: Yeah. Hello? Hey there. Hello? Hey, hey,
3: is there any wine left in the bottle that um, me and the waitress were sharing? No. Oh, okay. Um, I'll offer to uh, uh, buy him a drink.
0: He nods and goes, uh, "That'd be lovely. Thank you."
3: Oh God, he's gonna buy something. <laughs> yes. All
0: right. Um, he orders a sp- specifically when the waitress returns over. He says, "Please." Do not bring me anything shy of your highest quality wine. Elves. He runs his fingers through his hair, and then leans forward with both elbows. So, I'm sure you're probably aware of who I am at this point, or at least you have an inkling of who I might be.
3: Um, I can only remember member.
0: Vala, I see you talking, and I'm so sorry. I'm not hearing you.
1: Yeah, same here. Okay,
3: well, I'm sorry. Um, I heard that. I don't get great bedroom. Uh, So, um, help me out and tell me which, um, house is, are the elves?
0: The Thalorius family.
3: Okay. Um, I'm going to say to him, you know, I I don't know who you are specifically, but I would assume a member of the Thalorius family.
0: He smiles widely. Yes, of course. See, I figured that amongst you and your friends, that you would be amongst the most clever. Oh, thank you. Well, you seem to have quite the talent. Something that I'm very interested in tapping. May I speak um, to you in length about what it is that uh, the capital brings a beautiful woman such as herself to this town?
3: Uh, certainly. Uh, what it? What is it... Um, I can illuminate for you.
0: Ha, I see. That's very clever. Yes. Well, the older people of my family are interested in finding out what brings you and your friends from the capital.
3: Ah, well, we are here as emissaries of, um, Chet. Uh, He wishes to, um bring this, uh, town under his, um, purview, and, uh, he, he, um, wishes only, uh, order and prosperity for the people of this town, and, and sees no reason to, um, disturb the, uh, balance here. Um so with the uh the signing of a contract and uh acknowledgement of of Chet as leader of the capital, um that's uh what we're here to um pursue.
0: Hmm. Very noble, very noble. I noticed something, however, something off about you. You seem to not fancy a necklace of any sort. Is there a reason for that?
3: Um. No, uh, I, I, I do, uh, I am fond of trinkets and such, but, um, you know, uh I do, we, we, we live rough on the road sometimes, and, um, sometimes it is more important to, uh, Maintain your armor or put food in your belly than it is to uh have pretty things, perhaps uh someday I shall uh, acquire one
0: well, I have an offer for you in extension to a offer that is more relevant to this conversation, and he sort of produces a small uh red oak um, box it's very clearly like a jewelry box, and he slides it across the table to you don't open it now please do it amongst yourself later on but inside is a necklace and and should you find it on you when you and your friends come to my family's estate to do business that you've already spoken on Mm -hmm. it would look very favorably in terms of overcoming any potential debates of who exactly you intend to align yourselves with here or how pure your intentions are.
3: Um, I will take that um, under advisement. Um, you know, we we do not seek to align ourselves with. Uh, I should be upfront, um, Me and my companions do not seek to align ourselves with you know one house or another. We are not from this town. We uh. We don't want to disturb anything. We simply um, advocate for the interests of, of Chet.
0: He sort of nods and like puts his hands up a little bit. Of course, of course, I understand that. But you know how older generations can be locked into their traditions and silly things. But wearing that necklace, I think, would ingratiate yourself to them.
3: All right. Um, I will... Uh, accept the uh, the box and uh, thank him and say uh, I will take uh, your generosity under advisement.
0: Wonderful. Well, and so the the, the wine arrives, and uh, he takes the wine and pours himself a glass, drinks the whole thing in one big attempt.
3: Not sweet. Sets
0: it down and stands up and goes, well, I don't want to take another moment of your beautiful day from you. Please enjoy your company of this fine establishment and may your friends rest up. I've heard they've had a horrible day. We'll see you tomorrow. I have been
3: trying. Thank you. And I'll like, you know, raise my cup to him and, uh, you know, say goodbye.
0: He excuses himself, and him and his little mob uh, leave. Almost comedically, the waitress returns and says, Miss, that'll be two gold for the wine.
3: Oh, man. Um, I give her three gold and say uh, thank you.
0: All right. So you've received this small red oaken jewelry box.
3: All right. Um, I don't want to open it at the bar. Um, this has been quite a bit of excitement. I'm probably going to do, um, retire to the room where everyone's resting or my room, I guess.
0: Okay. So yeah, you go back to your room pretty much everyone is sleeping or in, you know, some state of deep relaxation.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'll read a book.
0: <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs> what did people do back then? Read,
0: read books, study, it, books, train. I
3: guess. Can't play music. Everyone's asleep. This is the worst.
5: The master of the blade.
3: Oh, I'm going to. You know what I'm,
5: <laughs> you know I'm going to
3: do? I'm going to work on some uh, some songs. I'm going to like work on some lyrics, write some some bad poetry. It's
0: going to be great. And performance. Oops, you accidentally made a good poetry. (laughs) Alright, so you guys finish your long rest. It's about evening now. Like, full-on evening. The sun is still barely in the sky. Everyone who was suffering exhaustion is suffering one less stage of exhaustion.
2: Yeah, so just disadvantage on all the things and half speed.
5: Uh, oh, oh, look, it's night time. Uh, good night. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Are they going to get an extra level of something to make up for losing the warlock like the rest of us did when we kicked it out? You'll find
2: out. No, yeah. Um... Does I'm gonna Kyle wake up. like could have just had to go to sleep like you do to regular birds.
4: <laughs>
0: Good question! Oh. it's <laughs> adorable! It's fucking sad. Maybe he's
4: got a special leather, like, uh, face mask or something. Oh, yeah, like got, a hawk.
5: I got a face mask to uh, quell the bloodlust. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's the only thing that works.
0: I really just imagined it as, like, the falcon's hood.
4: Yeah. Um, I'll wake up and go down and get some food. Uh, I'm gonna need three dozen eggs.
0: Um, they say that they'll bring your order to your room if you want.
4: Oh, fantastic! That and like maybe like a hot food. One hot food, please. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they say that f- for for the cost of a gold, they'll 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 bring dinner for your your room.
4: Oh yeah, I give them that. Yeah. All
5: right. Hell yeah. Are we in separate rooms in this one, or is it...
0: Let's just separate? say it's one big room to make it easy.
4: Okay, yeah. Uh, I give them whatever it takes to get the whole room food.
0: Okay. Yep. So that's... a. Uh, f- let's just say it's two gold for the whole party.
4: Yeah. Then I do that. All right. Um,
3: since my companions are awake, I'm going to tell them about my encounter with um, the elf. And... Um, I'm gonna, you know, say that um, I was gifted this necklace. I haven't opened the box yet. Um, I f- am worried that it's going to be um, a Sunderer's token, but uh, you know, I won't know until I open the box. Well, well, all right. We'll open- So, I'm going to open the box.
4: I back away before you open the box.
3: Yeah, I'm, like, worried.
0: (laughs) Okay. You open it, and there lies inside of it with a sort of felt-lined box on the inside is a dark iron hammer on a dark iron chain.
3: Oh, shit. I knew it. Um... But I haven't touched it, right?
0: Unless... No, I assume not.
3: Okay. um, Can I try and, like... mm, Does it look the same as the other hand?
0: As the other ones? Yes.
3: Okay. Um, I'm going to close the box and uh, not wear it. But I think this is, this is proof, um, that they are indeed, um, Evil. Evil. At least power hungry. Um, they must know what these hammers do. So, and I think they seek to uh, sway our hmm. our opinion.
2: And and you said they they gave this to you downstairs.
3: Yes, uh, one of the uh, high elf um, gentlemen, Valorians, um uh, gifted me this necklace and said that um, if I wore it to um, meet with his family um, we would be looked upon favorably
2: Knowledge um, is gonna like look up at the ceiling for a moment just be like did, did you see all of that sono elder people Right? You see all the things, don't you?
3: <laughs> Are you there, Lee Sono? It's me, Margaret. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
3: Um, so, I think the best thing to do is, do you think, I mean, I think we should destroy this thing, you know, as soon as possible, quite frankly. Um I mean, or do you think we should hold on to it as evidence?
4: We should at least take I it think to we're evidence.
3: Hold it for evidence, you said? I think so. Yeah.
2: Mel destroyed all the other ones and now everybody can only go off our word, which I mean I don't know why they don't trust our word, but but some people apparently need more than that. So I mean it
3: would just be our word that we got this from um the Felorians, but you know, I guess we have you know, some witnesses that um saw him hand me the box, perhaps
4: And maybe the Lufusono did see this and we do have their favor
3: It is possible
0: Oh, you've got more Um, than their favor You've got their fervor
3: Ooh That's like Nice
0: Like the hearth home think you guys are cool You know The the sono are like Fucking got your back
2: At least somebody in this forest does
5: I did it for Jacoby
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right All right
3: um, I guess let's hang on to it, though that makes me very nervous. Definitely it needs to eventually go to, um, Mel to be destroyed before we leave town.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. He can destroy it after we have the big meeting tomorrow, right? Is that tomorrow?
1: Yeah, I was about to say, I, I guess he'll be at the meeting since it's at his library?
2: wonder if they told him. That'd be kind of rude if they just show up and they're like, hey, we're all meeting here.
0: Well, the li fu said they'd organize the meeting after you've met with the Florians.
2: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah.
1: It's not like these Felorian guys aren't really too aren't really liking us right now. I
3: mean, yeah, I'm um I think meeting with them might be dangerous.
4: I'm but they step, it it up, be... Though. they step into us. <laughs> yeah, I'm worried it could be they even kind. more dangerous meeting them while having this in hand. I'm questioning guys... what could be, what enchantments could be on it, just by us having it
1: with us there. And you um... guys are fucking exhausted still.
2: No, yeah. we we're feeling. I'm what feeling if
1: they decide to pounce?
4: Pretty good. I'm alright. I mean, I could probably only punch a small shed to dust, not a whole house. Damn it. (laughs) A shed would have to be made of just wood. It's stone, I can't.
3: Man, you are feeling bad, huh, buddy?
4: (laughs) Yak
0: noises. (laughs) Yaks and sadness. His voice
2: is gone again.
0: Alright. So, what now? Just Mm. another. The feast arrives. What time of day is it? Uh, It's like, let's call it like 8, 9. Like, it's deep into evening.
3: Mm. It might be better to do it uh, bright and early in the morning. What do you think?
4: Yeah, I don't really like the idea of showing up at a possibly wicked house's place at 9 plus whenever at night time that's how people wait, go disappearing
2: guys are, are we sure we can sleep here like Mel got attacked last night and and didn't the Lee Fusano say that like if we stop them once then they still will be after him
4: we should go back and stay with Mel just in case
3: um sure we can do that I don't know if we're really in the best condition to be looking after him though
2: well, yeah, he can't look after himself. We we, even if we're tired, we can still do something.
4: Yeah, I mean, they were basically made of clay. I could punch a clay house down. <laughs> and they're barely a house.
3: You know, a, a clay house is a brick house. That would be pretty
4: hard. <laughs> but like all mushy. <laughs> all <up. laughs> It's, it's like
0: same. a brick. It's like a mushy brick house. <laughs> it's like a.
4: Um, Let's just say I could punch a house down that's made of worm dung. Ew. That's gross. And like, those I know that that's... are worm dung.
1: Do worms even poop?
0: Yeah, yes. but they pretty much just poop like a severely filtered dirt. Because that's all that they really eat.
3: So we're back listen, to mud houses, huh?
0: Listen, <laughs> listen. This is not this is not so hashtag so worm right. facts. Like, let's get out of here. I don't know how we right, got in this conversation, but we're leaving it.
1: All right. So, so cold should cold cold we? Cold, so let's. Cold. Should we? Are we going to Mel's? Let's yeah. go to Mel's. I think we should. Yeah. I think I think
2: let's should eat, eat this food dinner. first. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll eat our dinner. The pokeu is nice enough to buy oh, yeah. for us. Our hot food. Goddamn dinner. <laughs>
0: Alright, so... I eat the dinner. goddamn gold. Alright, so you guys are, are, you know, there's a knock on the door, and a nice huge feast is brought in. It almost, it looks like a feast, that's why I use that word even. Um, You know, a jug of water, a jug of wine, a jug of beer, um, you know, all kinds of meat, fruit and vegetable, and and carbs. It's just an all-around bouquet of food.
4: All
3: right, carbs and wine.
2: Energize up. Yep. Is there a better combo? (laughs) Uh, If you want to get drunk, then, like, you skip those carbs, and you just have wine, but... How dare
0: you? (laughs)
2: I eat the carbs and wine and the eggs.
0: <laughs> yeah, I to say, and there's also like a weird, to anyone else, a weird out of place, like, basin of three dozen eggs. <laughs> but everyone's like, what the fuck? Pahokwe. That's right. Uncooked.
4: That's right. They're just in like a punch bowl. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm too tired to do the push-ups, though, so I curl a chair. <laughs>
0: All right. So you guys finish your nice meal. You feel much. You feel like you're nice and ready to go sleep for another sixteen hours.
2: Yeah.
3: Um. So let's go to Mel's.
0: All right. Yes. So you all approach the Gilded Spine, and there's something different, something apparently different. Standing outside the door is a wooden man.
5: Huh. A a wooden
0: man? It looks like a man, but it's made of wood, or at least you think it's made of wood.
3: I'm going to say hello to it.
0: It turns its face to you, uncrosses its arms, raises one, and waves nice and wide. You can see this thing a little better now at this point. Um... Mm. And it's it looks like a set of like armored plates on a on a frame that is all made of iron bark.
3: Okay, um, I'm just gonna keep talking to this thing like it can understand me, and I'm gonna yeah. say, "Hey, uh, we're friends of Mel. Uh, we are coming to visit him. Can we go inside?"
0: It raises its hand in like a stop and then points up just a single finger and then turns to the door, opens it, and steps inside.
3: I mean, I'm going to do what the nice bark person said and and chill here.
0: Okay. I don't know about anybody else.
4: I'm not going to argue with a living mannequin.
2: Does this thing remind me of the the stone golems that we saw outside of the house that we punched down?
0: Um no. It's Okay. Those those creatures were like solid those those uh elements. This um, thing seems different. Okay. It it seems like a solid being, of course, like it's it's, it's not incorporeal.
2: Okay. But it it doesn't seem like they are. Okay. I'm just gonna sit and watch it, like a like a little kid that's really interested in whatever like the current person is saying in class.
0: Um, sorry, I'm trying to get my own canon straight. You're gonna have to bear with me for a sec. Yeah. 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 Okay, so the door opens and a small halfling steps out. Um, He is followed by the wooden being behind him. And uh, the halfling looks up at you all and goes, Hmm, wow, you don't see that every day, do you, 18? I don't think I've seen exactly this ever. He raises a hand up to, I guess, Vala. Um and 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 extends it to say, Hello, I am Roderick the Pitless. It is very nice to meet you.
3: Um so he's extending his hand to like shake hands? Yes. Alright, I shake hands and I say very nice to meet you. Roderick, what a great name.
2: <laughs>
0: Thank you. It's my favorite name.
2: It's a good name. I feel yeah. like I've
4: had a dream about this name before, but no, never mind about that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so he looks at the rest of you and goes, So, you're an odd assortment, and you know Mel, apparently. Yeah. Well.
3: We do. Uh, he's come to our aid, and we've come to his. Um, he was in a tight spot a few days ago, and uh, we wanted to check in.
0: Yes, well, you see, I'm a bit late. I, uh, he sent me a letter, and a few months ago, that things were getting a little hectic here. But eighteen and I just arrived. Who are you? Um,
3: I beer am... one at a time.
0: <laughs> I can handle it either way.
3: Um, I'm uh, Vala. Uh, and uh, I'm a bard, and I'm going to give like a flourishing. Kind of like bow.
0: Hmm
5: hmm hmm. Uh, I'm I'm correct. Uh, I like plants and animals. Hmm. And hate evil.
0: Ah, that's a good trait. See, I respect you telling me that you're a bard, but leading with the fact that he, you're not a friend of evil—that's a really good way to ingratiate yourself to people that don't know you. You know what? I should start introducing myself with that. <laughs> See, people get really upset because I tell them my last name is The Pitless and they get really put on edge. I don't really understand why. It doesn't matter. So, who are the. Uh, 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 that's enough. Two of you is good. 18, open the door. I
2: am Pahokwi Pathweaver,
4: son of Tahatua of the Northern Tribes, and I flex.
0: <laughs> Roger, like, looks back, turns back around, and goes. Oh, and he walks into the Gilded Spine.
4: Damn. Or
1: my introduction.
4: This.
1: <laughs> it's okay, Bahoku, We know that how awesome you are.
0: Okay. Uh,
3: I'm gonna follow him in Gilded Spine.
1: Okay, yeah, I follow. Do the same. Yeah. Follow that little Halflin, and I mutter. Mm.
0: Um, statue. Eighteen stands next to the door and stares each of you down as you pass.
2: Can I try to shake Eighteen's hand? Be like, Eighteen, I've never met anybody like you. And I've met a lot of people that I haven't met anybody like, but you are the most not like anything
0: else. It nods.
2: Okay. I'll I'll walk on in with everybody.
0: Okay. (laughs) Eighteen comes inside and closes the door behind him you all are immediately greeted with what is very obviously a per- like it, 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 there's a person on the other side of the library wielding a bow larger than they are and have the string pulled back aimed at you all with what could best be described as a lance as ammunition
5: wow oh god it's silver knight
0: right <laughs> And you, uh dodge me, dodge me. Roderick the Pitless uh, sort of bounds forward and goes, 23, 23, you can put it down. It's fine. They're apparently friends <laughs> of Mel's. And the this 23 does so. He sort of just eases the tension on the bow, but keeps it planted. It seems to be a series. Uh, the, 23 is very simply a being clad in armor. You can't really see any features and where wherever you try to see the gaps between the armor plates, it just looks like almost uh like like tar. Like a thick okay. like gently sheen sort of black material. And uh Roderick sort of looks you on goes so I uh, huh. I'm going to go read a book and just walks away.
3: Uh, I'm going to look around and call out for Mel.
0: Uh, Mel appears for you. Um, he sort of comes down, down the stairs asking him what all the fuss is about. And Roderick sort of reading a book just like points at you all and uh, Mel goes oh uh, what a surprise thank you all for coming to what do I owe the pleasure
3: Um, well (laughs) oh uh, uh, we um, wanted to Um, Stop by and check in on you after all of the fuss last night and um, uh, see if you needed any additional um, backup or protection, Um, though it looks like you are uh, uh, quite secure. And I I gesture to Mr. Lancebow, dude.
0: Uh, Mel sort of chuckles a little. Yes, uh, you see... Roderick the Pitless over here is an old colleague of mine. Uh, We've crossed paths a few times before, and he has a fantastic knack for creation. Uh, That person you see over there, 23, was apparently living in Felwyn Forest for a time, and was created by Roderick uh, a while ago. And so was called upon to... Defend my home. It seems, since I I quite fear for my life. Unfortunately, after the other night, I've been worried until Roderick arrived.
3: Um, I'm I'm glad you can have uh, friends to rely upon. Um, do you still wish? Uh, do you wish for? For company or additional um, backup?
0: He points Um, over to the fireplace. It's already open. So obviously mm -hmm. it looks really off, you know? And he goes, well, you all are very welcome to stay if you desire, and I will certainly not turn away good company.
3: Uh, I look back at my companions and go, "Uh, what do you want to do?
4: Hey. Hey nothing wrong with a little more protection,
2: especially right now. Yeah. I mean, at this point, we could be in danger, too. This is probably better for us to stay here.
0: No! Yeah. In the distance, Roderick raises a book and goes, I'm keeping this book, Mel! It's a good book! (laughs) Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you guys. No, that's okay. This is great.
3: No, uh, then, uh... You know, we shall stay then, Mel. It's
0: fitting. He goes, that'd be lovely. Please, you've already made yourself acquainted with the room before. It should be in the same order for which you left it in. Uh, The only people here are ourselves, uh, Mr. Pitless, and 18 and 23. You don't need to worry about minding the doors. 23 and 18 do not require sleep.
4: Wow. That's super That's super I immediately walk back and collapse onto a bed.
0: <laughs> okay. So, um, good.
3: I will uh, ask uh, Mister Pitless if he if he minds if I uh, play some music. I'm working on a song because it's only like eight PM. Right, nine p.m.
0: Yeah, he goes. Oh, that'd be lovely. Twenty-three loves music.
3: Oh, does he now? How fascinating! All right, so I'm gonna like jam out and work on work on a song. Okay, pass the time until whatever the evening bedtime.
1: Yeah, I'm just gonna sit down in front of Vala and just listen to her strum out her new tunes and just enjoy it.
2: I'll just go to bed I really want to sit and like look at 18 and 23 a little bit more but I'm, I'm too tired
0: actually who likes music
1: of the two guards again? Uh, 23 okay I, I, I changed my mind instead of just sitting in front of Vala I'm just going to observe 23 as Vala plays her new tunes
0: so 23 so, so you have like a better look at him now uh, twenty-three is about five and a half feet tall, and has sing- simple, piercing white orbs for eyes. Um, they seem to be giving off a small amount of light, so it's hard to see if that's just them. It could he, his eyes could just be those lights for all you know. But he looks down from his helmet and just looks at you, and then looks, like, turns his head back up to Vala, and you can see his great bow has a spike that's planted into the floorboards. And, uh, he just sort of uh, rests his large ammunition. You see that he has six of these gigantic lance pieces of munition.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: But uh, he relaxes and leans back almost as casually as a more mundane-looking human would. And you can see that, you know, everywhere where there's cracks or space in this suit of plate mail, you can see this, you know, being's true nature. And it seems to be this, like, hardened tar, almost.
3: I'm gonna ask him what kind of music he likes
0: He uh Sort of gestures Um An air instrument Of some sort A wind instrument I should say
3: Okay um Is there a way to play my Pipes without them being Without um Yeah Using a spell? Yeah. Alright, I'll just play some pipes.
0: He has no expression, uh, because you can't really see much of his face, except for his eyes. Mm -hmm. But, as far as you can tell, he seems to be really enjoying the music.
2: Cool.
3: That's it. And then I guess I'll say, uh, say farewell to the day.
0: Okay. Alright, well, you begin to pack up and you see Roderick is sitting at one of the tables and is seemingly operating on 18.
3: Oh, I definitely Oh, have I already gone to bed? No,
0: just like as you're packing up, you notice oh. this.
3: Um, that is too cool not to ask about. Um, I'm going to ask him uh, what he's doing.
0: He sort of waves you over and goes, Oh, this is my favorite part to show people. And you can see 18 just sort of like roll his head. Uh, And Roderick opens the chest plate of 18. And you can see inside it's completely empty. Uh, With the exception of some streaks of magical energy cracking up and down the inside of these plates of ironwood bark. And a small cage, sorry, I just peaked really bad there, a small cage where the heart would rest. And inside of that cage, almost like the kind of cage you'd hold like a like a miner's canary in, mm-hmm. is a beating heart.
3: This is so fascinating. Um, what is it that animates this being?
0: Roger, if it was just like this, I did it. Just, like, waves.
3: Is it magic? Is it necromancy? Is it...
0: Well, it's kind... No, it's not necromancy, but I did find 18's corpse, and then I asked him if he wanted to live again, and he said that that would be awesome, so I said, I can do that, but... You seem like you're really strong, and I can make you stronger, so why don't you protect me while I go and perfect my craft? And he said, you know what? That's better than being dead, so I brought him back. I just brought him back into his body, and this is all that's left.
3: Yet it is not necromancy?
0: Well, that's, like, a really nasty term. I I wouldn't say it's necromancy. I didn't bring him back from the dead. Well, I kind of, okay, so, like, on a physical, on a metaphysical, on, like, a concept of how you would bring someone from a place to another place, I did bring him from dead to being not dead anymore. But he's not undead. He's alive. Kinda.
3: Cool. I don't really understand, but I'm going to nod like I understand. Right. (laughs) And uh, this is 21?
0: No, this is 18.
3: 18. Um,
0: Have you met 21?
3: No. Okay, because that
0: would be weird. 21's in the desert, way south from here.
3: Uh, What's 21 doing there?
0: Oh, whatever they want.
3: Uh, You don't give them instructions or...
0: Oh, sometimes. Like I told 23 to stand in that corner and shoot anybody that I don't give the thumbs up to that walks through the door.
3: But you let others mm, wander as they like.
0: Well, I mean, we make, we make agreements. I bring them back from the dead. They work for me for a little while. And if they want to not go back to being dead afterwards, well, it doesn't, it's not fair for me to just like make people serve me. That's, that's evil. That's bad. And as your friend put it, he's against evil. That would make him against me. And clearly we're not against each other. So like, right.
3: Um, I'm gonna nod Uh this seems like a A second chance at life For a few years of Uh service Seems like a fair
0: deal Yeah but 18 doesn't want to go I I, Dude I I I made 18 like Almost a hundred years ago He easily could have gone and done whatever he wanted
3: Um side note Mm -hmm. How long do halflings live?
0: Not a hundred years
3: Okay that's what I thought Giles um uh a hundred years uh you don't look a hundred years sir if you don't mind me saying so
0: well you don't look how old you think you look got yep thank you
3: question mark
0: <laughs> yeah so 18s really old 18 could go whenever they want but they like hanging out with me, which is great because I like hanging out with 18. He's hilarious. Have you heard his jokes? 18. Tell him the one about, um, oh, what is it? What is it? What is it? It's, uh, um, who are the, the snake people? The Naga? No, wait. No, 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 no. Uh, the, 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 one the, the ones in the rainforest. Tell him about the one that like thinks that the river isn't a river. Yeah. And he's like looking at you guys. Like, aren't you hearing this G- comedy gold come out of 18? It's hilarious because it thinks it's a river, but it falls in anyway and it tries to swim and it dies because of it. Ugh, oh, so good.
3: Must be a talent we have uh, not developed. Um, but thank you for the uh, for the interesting evening.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, every night's got to be interesting. Otherwise, why wait for tomorrow?
3: You know what? I completely agree. Um so I'm gonna actually head to bed this time.
0: Yep. Alright, so we're gonna go ahead and end there because we're a little bit past time, which doesn't happen very often, so sorry about that. Anyway. <laughs> thank That's you fine. all for coming out tonight. I have been your host and Dungeon Master Kenny. I had with me my entire party, including but not limited to our rogue. Nope. Uh, I guess our rogue's asleep. Our druid.
5: Did you
0: not hear me? No, not at all. No, we could
5: not. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, guys, see you next week. Bye. Our druid. Bye.
0: Our warlock. Hey, it's your
1: boy. See you next time.
0: Our bard.
3: Hey, this is Lauren. It's been fun
0: our barbarian hey guys poko here see you next week and our fighter
2: everyone this is nolos thanks for listening
0: good night everybody bye